have listened about textiles and chemical engineering in NTU. But how does it really work or affect our life? Today, Andrea and I, we both are going to make the science behind it edible for everybody. Así que, toma pulque y come nopal, que el pulque podcast va a comenzar. It's my pleasure to welcome to this space, uh, Andrea. How are you, Andrea? I'm very well. Thank you all for inviting me. It is a pleasure to be here. I mean, coming back to Hua Gong, you know, chemical engineering, especially into, into the new building that was not even built when I was here. So it's very exciting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, what do you think about the new building? I mean, it's very new. It's very pretty. And it's very big. So <laughs> that's an improvement. Yeah. And um, Andrea, how would you describe yourself? I mean, I would describe myself, first of all, as a very responsible person, as well as I am a very dedicated person. When I have find something that interests me, I like to spend as much as my time possible just to explore it. Yeah. And um, you were graduated from chemical engineering, as I just mentioned. Uh, how was that? I, I mean, right now it's a talk <laughs> between your... But how was that that process? I mean, how do you feel after all of that? I mean, it was very shinku, um, <laughs> meaning that it was it was a hard process, definitely, especially because in Latin America, at least the education system is very different. Yeah. In Latin America, if you're a good student in class, just paying attention to what the teacher says and do your homework, you will probably have an A in the class. But over here in Asia, it takes way more. It takes a lot of after hours studying and a lot of, you know, going to TA hours and doing extra work. So at first, it is kind of like a shock, a cultural shock. But I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, I graduated, I went to study my master's, and I came back. So definitely, I love Taiwan. Okay, let's go step by step. Um, how was your first year, your freshman year? How, how was it to be new here in Taiwan and all that stuff? Well, you, you probably already know, Shweti. It was <laughs> scary. I would definitely say that's the word to describe it. Um, My first year, definitely, I was not ready for what it takes, Taida. And at first, of course, you know, my first semester with uh, calculus and with, um, you know, physics, I needed to think show, I needed to drop the classes because I wasn't going to pass and I couldn't keep up because, as you might already know, and as you have experienced, the classes are in Chinese. Yeah. So uh, there is a lot of uh, extra work that us as foreigners, we need to do to keep up with the class. So it was difficult, definitely. I would say that the first semester was really a semester for me to um, kind of like get used to yeah. the educational system over here. So as I told you, I dropped two classes. and But afterwards, on the second semester... I got closer to my tongue to my classmates, and it got better. Ah, okay. Um, and you just mentioned get used to it. But did you learn Chinese here as well? Yes. So uh, how was it to get, like, let's say, change from the Chinese learning year, change it into a chemical engineering freshman year? 
it was a drastic change, definitely. Um, I learned here Chinese, yes. I learned Chinese for one year, and how naive of me to think that one year would be enough, you know, to take on chemical yeah, yeah, engineering. Yeah, of course. And what is your recommendation for the people that are right now in their in their Chinese year and they are thinking like, uh, I should take chemical engineering in NTU. What do you think you would tell them like, be prepared for this and focus on this stuff? I mean, I would definitely say do it. I think it is a very smart choice, but you need to realize that there will be a lot of commitments and a lot of sacrifices that you will need to do. You will need to study a lot and Probably you will see your other friends in other universities like having a great time going out. Chilling. Mm. <laughs> so that's a sacrifice that you must do. And if you're willing to do it, then I think you uh, should do it. Yes. And okay, uh, after your Chinese uh, year and then going to your freshman, how was the ending of your freshman year? The ending of like, my freshman let's say, year? Mm, you said that you had to withdraw some courses that in Chinese is Tingxiao. And um, what do you tell the people? Because many people ask like, oh, I'm going to need to Tingxiao one course. And every time that someone tells me, I say, it's okay. Everybody does it. It's not something wrong. It's not something like we need to say even our, our Taiwanese classmates do it. So we as foreigners, it's completely normal. Yes, I mean, I think it is up to everyone, like everybody has their own speed. So at that time, it was the smart choice to do. If you want to focus on your other classes, if, for example, I'm taking four classes and two and four of them, I am having a really hard time keeping up with them. I totally recommend that you should show at least one of them so you can focus your time on the other ones so that way you're going to pass three not fail the four of them yeah, yeah, yeah. i was gonna say that because we can take a metaphor a metaphor like you are trying to hold four four glasses and if you don't put one down you might broke the, the four exactly of them. and then your second year how was it It was way better. You started doing research in your second year, right? On the second half of my second year, yes. Okay. Um, the second year, I think it improved so much because I started having friends. I think the most important thing here in my uni like in my university life, was having friends. My friends were awesome. Like they were my tongue of course, and we were very close, and we would like support each other. And well, but that time, of course, because I had my tongue show that we were very close, they were all talking like, oh, which lab are you going to choose? Which professor? So, of course, you start thinking, hey, I should do it, too. So, yeah, yeah on course. the second semester, I entered Jeff's uh, laboratory of crystallization. Yeah. And wasn't it too too soon i mean no i'm on my third year and i haven't joined it so i mean it's up to everyone but actually like normally uh, by by my time i don't know right now but normally in the second semester of your second year you start looking for for labs and you can just go to the labs not officially because you need to or go to li and listen to the, the meetings right? yes it's just Uh, because, you know, when you take the lab, you need to take a course. Yeah. There is a course you need to take. So on the second semester, what I did it was kind of like just 
going there and seeing how it was and if I liked it. And then on the summer as well, um, just being there and trying to understand if I like it or not. If you don't like it, just change. It's okay. And that way you don't have like the pressure, you know, you're not taking the course. You don't need to write a report. So I think it's a good idea just to go around and look what you like, look at different labs and find what you like. Did you look at different labs? At that time, I looked at two of them. Which ones? I looked at um, Choma. I don't. She already. She already retired. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, she already retired. But yeah, she had a polymer lab, and mm, then really? yeah, and then I had Jeff's. And at the end, I decided Jeff because he was more about like experimental, about doing it. And the yes. polymer lab was more like um, theoretical. It was coding. It was oh. mainly coding. Yes, so... Yeah, that's something also very interesting, right? Like, uh, NTU, from my point of view, is a, uh, a university with a lot of theory and a lot of coding. Yes. So it's something... What do you recommend for coding? How um, is your coding, let's say? I mean, if you ask me right now, my, co- my coding is bad because I'm not practicing anymore. But actually, if I'm going to be super honest... As for like future career and things like that, I think taking a coding lab is very smart because now you can add it to your CV that you can Python, you can use Python, you can use Aspen. Of course, we have classes that show you these things, but it is not the same having a class than having a lab. So I think that uh, first of all, you do what you like, but I think coding is as well a very smart decision. Uh, thinking about your future, like career. Yeah. And you kept on doing your research until your third year. Yes. How was your third year? Let's go. I mean, it was busier. I mean, yeah, it was very busy. For me, um, university, every every semester, I took 24 credits. Like, I was to the top, you know. Like, <laughs> I was to the top taking the most of that I could. And and then I had the lab, so I was very busy. Switch it. That's insane. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> I didn't have a life. <laughs> I didn't have a life at all, but <laughs> but I think it was it was worth it. Okay, right now that you just said that you took 24 credits every semester, I need to ask this. How did you manage your time? Um, as for time management... Yeah, because I think that's a big problem for many students from any career. They're like... It's true. I mean, I think, um, first of all, you need to learn how to prioritize. Prioritize. Like, for example, you need to learn as well how you study. Like, for example, for me, before before a test, I would need at least two weeks to start studying before a test. At least, yeah. Yeah, I would need at least two weeks, so I would always have an agenda, you know, and I would write, like, I had a calendar in which I would write, like, my studying schedule and as well my homeworks and as well, like, a tip for everyone that's right now studying. Really, I think the most important thing is to go to all your classes if you can because the <laughs> because I know it's hard and that many times you don't understand and that's completely normal. Like, I went to classes and sometimes, especially, like, the first two weeks, the first month of a new class, there will be, like, 70% of the vocabulary that I don't understand. Oh, sure. So, 
it's okay that you might you might feel tired and many people think I'd rather stay at home and just read the textbook but I think something very important is that uh, if you go every day to class professors see you and they see that you're making an effort of being there and just listening to the class and well I think that is like a small tip that I can give to like my fellow Shremay Shreti yes okay <laughs> and um how about uh after your third year after my third yeah, year yeah you finished so doing research right yeah on my still on 24 credits no because on the four i tell you like because every like from that e from my first year till my third year i was like you know full to of the classes full of classes every semester yeah and as well i would like shushio Just to like. Oh yeah, up. I was gonna ask you that. Uh, how many summers did you took? I took two. Okay. I took my first year. I took my first year for calculus yeah. and for uli, for uh, physics. Uh, physics, and then. Right now, NTU has two incredible professors on physics. In English. Yeah, in English. That's good. Oh, I'm so jealous. Podcast number one and number four for. Uh, <laughs> Stades, Professor Stades and Professor Mario. That's great. Both of them are awesome. That's great. Honestly, I, I needed to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's awesome because that means like NTU realizes that international students need as well resources. And as I mean, well, Taiwanese yeah. students, they, they, most of them go to, you know, to out of Taiwan to study. So I think it's great like that you have an It's a good an preparation. Option. For the Taiwanese students, but also it's a, let's say, a lifesaver for, for some foreigners. Yes, <laughs> right? it is. It is. So and you took uh, physics, calculus, and then organic chemistry. Organic chemistry in my third year. Yeah, yeah. In my in the summer of my third year, and then for my fourth year because uh, I I you like took them all. I took them all, so my fourth year was very relaxed. What did you do there? For my fourth year, what did you focus on? On my fourth year, I focused on applying for my master's degree. I focused on that, on like deciding on what I want to do. Yeah. Like I think uh, that is very important for you to have the time on like analyzing like what do I want? Do I want to go back to my country? Do I want to get a master's? What do I want? And as well, uh, because you need to prepare for exams. Normally, when you get your master's degree for applying, you need to prepare for exams. So that's what I did. And that year as well, I tried to enjoy my friends as much as I could. And I got a boyfriend. <laughs> so, so yeah, my time was, my time was very busy. <laughs> okay. And um, so in your fourth year, when did you start to, let's say, prepare for the master's? Was it like September that you started like, Or even August, research looking for some um, universities or like which certifications did you look for before graduating? Okay, so uh, just for reference for everyone that's going through that, normally the time for applications is before February. Okay, is before February. So by December you should have all your things ready. So you should start thinking about where to go about, I would say, September. And I mean, by September, you should as well have been studying for your test. It is quite a lot of pressure. And I understand that um, 
it can be quite a lot to take on. Um, for example, for me, um, I decided that I didn't want to continue in NTU. Many people as well, you know, in the third year, they start preparing for the exam yeah. for going to master's degree in NTU. But I decided that I wanted to take a, a break, kind of like a break of, I love NTU, of course, but I thought, no, I don't want to continue Chinese. We I understand you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should take a break. So that's when, uh, first of all, I eliminated like everything that had to do with Chinese. And then I thought... Um, that I would like to go to Europe. By that time, I thought I would like to go to Europe. And for that, uh, in general, in for most business schools, you need to take your GMAT. What? Uh, G-M-A-T. It is an exam. G-M-A-T, okay. Yes, and that is for business. Okay. If you want for engineering, master's, you need G-R-E, which is G-R-E. That is like a... <laughs> Oh, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. a is an standardized test for you to get your master's degree like many universities ask for it and other than those tests uh, i would recommend um the toefl the toefl actually the toefl score it's only valid for three years yeah also toefl right yeah and the toefl and, <laughs> sorry sorry that i just love it i'm so bad with letters so you said gfd and i was like in my head it is very confusing it is very confusing i tell you Yes. So the TOEFL in did you do the TOEFL? Yes, I did. For which band? Uh, for band, for band C, level five. Whoa! How was it? It was hard. Yeah, yeah. It was very hard. There are there are many friends who are trying to get the band C, uh, the level five, and uh, do you think after studying four years of university, do you think that you can get it? I mean, I got it. Uh, but definitely I studied for it because you cannot just rely on how good your Chinese is on day to day yeah. because there are, is a lot of reading and on our day to day life and even in university, we're not used to reading paragraphs of Chinese. So uh, there are several websites that you can do a lot of like mock-up tests. Yeah. And I think um, you just need to have your time. I first, of course, uh, you study Chinese as well over here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so when you study Chinese over here, you do level A. And level A as well is um, you need to study a bit. So the same, like for each level, I would recommend at least a month. Yeah. And you don't need to be actively studying, but I think like, you know, uh, once a week, just try to do a whole exam. It takes time, but yeah, yeah. it's good. And um, you just mentioned that you decided to go to Europe. Yeah. What did you study there? And did you go, um, I mean, you graduated in uh, June? Uh, and then you yes. went there in August? Or how was it? How was that? Uh, let me think. Uh, yes, I graduated in June. But um, as well, like for reference for <laughs> everyone. <laughs> sure, yeah. um, You graduate here in June, but you have a lot of papers that you need to tram it. You need oh, to okay. authenticate your, you know, your your uh, your diploma from NTU. Yes. Uh, you need to not only authenticate it and certificate it through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. You need to go to your embassy. And if there is not an embassy over here, you need to send it to, you know, to any office that there is of Mexico. Um, and then as well... 
uh, you need to translate uh, many things into Spanish if you plan to go back to your country. So I left like a buffer of time, about a month or so, just to finish all these papers, all the which is a lot of paperwork. If you want it, like, if you really want all your papers to be like, you know, very tidy up, to have everything ready. Uh, all that I did, it is not mandatory, I would say. But in the future, if you want to apply for master's, they might ask for it. So I recommend people doing it. So yeah, I left Taiwan like in the beginning of August. And then I went to Spain in October. Yeah. So I went to Honduras. And I was in Honduras from August to till October. Yeah. Yes. And then you started school in uh, January? Or, no. or, or October? October. like Classes but, start in October. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because actually in Spain there are like several, uh, there is one, like they say promotions. Promotion in October, promotion, promotion in March, and promotion in June. Yeah. So you can just choose the one that you might like, the one that's better for you. And you took business administration as a MBA. Yeah, I and took an MBA and I was focused on industrial project management. So yeah. normally for MBAs, you can get like a, a specialty because an MBA is very like broad, broad, you know, it's very wide. So you can just get a specialty within the MBA. And may I ask, uh, when was your research about textiles? Um, well, I've never researched about textiles. I actually, it was that when I was in Spain, um, I was invited, I, well, I was hired because there was, a, you know, like in Taiwan, there is a Taiwan Textile Federation. And actually, my boyfriend's mom works there. Connections. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is that when... I was hired to be a translator in um cool. in like um you know in one of these conventions in Spain in Barcelona there was this convention a textile convention and many like Taiwan you know textile companies went there and they were looking for someone that could talk Chinese in and Spanish. Spanish so of course like my boyfriend's mom is like hey Andrea you're already there If you, if you want some, like, extra money, you can just go and help, and that would be fun. And so I went there, and actually was quite surprising, because even though in NTU we, we do have um, <laughs> a textile class, but <laughs> being very honest, I wasn't interested much when, we, when I was in NTU yeah, in yeah. that class. But once in the convention, I was amazed, like, because... You think about the textile industry and you think, oh, it's very traditional. I mean, the textile industry, for how long has it been? Like forever. Ever since humans got cold, we thought about clothes. Yes. So I wouldn't think about it as innovation. But once I was there, I was very surprised. And especially like Taiwanese companies, they spend so much money on innovation in the textile industry. I think R&D is one of the most important things of any company and anything yes. anything honestly and right now like in the textile industry taiwan is one of the leaders uh, like worldwide yes so uh but that time i of course i realized that and i started thinking well first of all of course of course that the textile industry is a chemical engineering industry sure as of course there are many chemical processes going on 
and after the you know after the convention i got very interested on it okay and what do you let's say in the convention it was public what did you what was the thing that amazed you the most about these textiles well what let's say they i'm sorry for interrupting but let's say um recycling the materials or where do they get the pro the main the raw materials what was it uh what was m most exciting for me was the level of consciousness that there is in taiwan towards sustainability like most of the materials are sustainable like taiwan textile industry is totally going green because actually as Production-wise, number yeah. one worldwide, it is China. But towards sustainability-wise, it is Taiwan. And what amazed me the most was that normally uh, polyester, polyester is, uh, right now polyester is the number one synthetic fiber in the world. And normally is made out of petroleum. But here in Taiwan, polyester on its majority It is recycled and okay. it is recycled from plastic bottles because plastic bottles are polyester. Our PET is the same polymer as, sure. as polyester from clothes. So what they do is that they recycle these bottles and they just turn them into yarns, into fibers. Yes. Yes. And um, then once the cloth is, is ready and let's say you throw it away, Uh, is that cloth recycled again It by can, these companies? Um, directly by these companies, not necessarily. But yes, right now there is quite a lot of research and quite a lot of hype up towards textile recycling. So um, textile recycling can be into three parts. Okay. One is downcycling, meaning that we grab cloth and we downcycle them meaning that we turn them into something of lower lower value for example we shred the cloth and we make <laughs> it into these uh you know things kind of like coal just to burn them and to give energy you know oh, okay, this okay, kind okay, of downcycling okay. and of course we have upcycling that is like when we go to vintage stores and we grab this cloth ah, okay, okay, so yeah. that is another type of recycling and then there are more like more towards processes within the textile industry for recycling. One is mechanical recycling and the other one is chemical recycling. Ke mechanical recycling is just for us to shred the clothes and turn them back into, into yarns. Yes. And then chemical recycling is us totally uh, breaking the bonds of our polymer and turning it back to its raw material. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and um, what do you think about the fast fashion industry? Because you were in the capital for it, you know, like Sara and all of those Spanish monsters of the fashion industry. What do you think about it? I mean, I think that the fast fashion industry is an industry that has been, um, has been like fed by us ourselves. Of course. You know, um, I love shopping, being honestly, I love shopping. And for me, as a girl, of course, if I see something beautiful, I see two things that are equally beautiful. When one is cheaper than the other, I will choose the one that's cheaper than the other. Not necessarily right now, but in general, that's yeah. what, how we choose. We are very price-oriented. So 
this fast fashion it is a bad thing of course it's generating a lot of you know downfield waste and a lot of um unfairness in the labor industry it's horrible but as well us as consumers we need to think about it what is the thing that motivates this fast fashion industry of course us consumers always asking for more yeah that's right and um that was i mean you got all this experience about textiles just by this convention um i think not only of course right now prepared (laughs) and then of course you needed to know all the the terms I mean, for saying PT and all that stuff uh, in Chinese and all that stuff. I mean, if I'm being honest, many times I was just guessing. I was just there and, <laughs> and, I, I, would, and I would just be like somebody in Spanish would tell me something like, um, ¿Qué es eso? What is that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Um, and I would just like ask someone, this is some more. And then they would say, I wouldn't understand. And I would just like, you know. Out of nowhere, say something like, oh, yes, this is recycled polyester and it is very soft. You can touch it. <laughs> you know, like, and I would be just like, you can touch it. Or the typical, if I tell you the chemical, you're not going to understand. And I would just like your brochures, it. you know, like you can you can see in the in the company's website for yeah. more details. Yeah, I mean, I was just guessing. <laughs> um, but that's cool. That's cool. And after you finish your master's, after, you came back to Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it was a very hard decision to make um, if I was going to stay in Spain or come back to Taiwan or be in Honduras. Of oh, yeah, course. of course. Those are my three choices. Um, in Spain, I had a job as well. But at the end of the day, I think that that like affected the most, not the most, but something that affected was my boyfriend. My boyfriend is here in Taiwan and... As well, I, I like Taiwan. I really do like Taiwan. And I thought, why not? I mean, I'm young. I am, you know, I'm not as scared of challenges. If it doesn't work out, I can go to any other country. I yeah. can go back to Honduras. And, you know, that's what, as well, I recommend, like, to people. Like, we're very young. Don't be afraid. If you make a mistake, that's cool. Just go back to yes. your country. I mean, I'm sure your mom, your no, dad. No, 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 no. Don't do it back <laughs> If you have a mistake... Try to fix it. Don't go <laughs> don't run away I mean, to your country. Yes, of course. If you're like failing a class, don't go back to your yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. What I mean is just that you have a world of possibilities. If something doesn't work here, it will work somewhere else. For sure. So don't worry about it. Yes. Okay. And um, as a conclusion, how do you feel after four years in Taiwan, two years in Spain, and then how many years working in Taiwan again? Uh, one year. One year working here, how do you feel? Like, um, I mean, you just saw the campus again. How was it to walk these streets? Well, I feel grateful. Yeah. That's, I feel grateful and blessed. I feel that I have been very lucky that my family has supported me all the way. I feel very lucky that I have had like so many good opportunities come my way. Yeah. So more than anything, I acknowledge, you know, how lucky I have been sure. and how how grateful I am. That is like all I could say. I'm super grateful of all the opportunities that I have been given. And how hard you've worked. I mean, 
three years with 24 credits that's insane <laughs> yeah, that was crazy it's like uh, between three and like eight classes that was crazy yes i'm but At i'm least. here yeah <laughs> i'm great. here alive still so okay uh may i ask what is your favorite movie my favorite movie is 51st states with adam sandler and drew barrymore is it the one that the girl forgets every yes. time about yes. stuff why <laughs> Um, because of the creativity of the guy or something like that? No, you know, I just, I think I really like this type of silly romantic comedies. Yeah. Like, that Adam was. Sandler, he's yeah. a beast with jokes. He's yes. And it's so like, you watch it and you feel so, so chill, you know? You don't need to be super focused on the movie and thinking. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I like that Trying type to catch of movie. up and who is this from this part or something like that. Yeah. Right? And it's just like so lighthearted. And it's in Hawaii. Yeah. What's better? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Andrea, thank you very much for coming here. Thank you very much for sharing all your experience. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Rolly. It was a pleasure being here. Okay. It was my pleasure and Pulke Podcast pleasure as well. Thank you very much for watching this episode. Like the video in case you liked it and leave a comment below for further improvement of our content. As well, if you like topics such as new technologies, research done in universities, or even wonderful stories of incredible people, subscribe to our channel. This is how you find us in social media. I want to give a special thanks to all my sponsors and team members. Y recuerda, toma pulque y come nopal que la próxima semana otro video se va a lanzar.